welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, grant that we may always conform our will to yours and serve your majesty in sincerity of heart. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The Lord had been pleased to crush his servant with suffering. If he offers his life in atonement, he shall see his heirs. He shall have a long life, and through him what the Lord wishes will be done. His soul's anguish over, he shall see the light and be content. By his sufferings shall my servant justify many, taking their faults on himself. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. The word of the Lord is faithful, and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right and fills the earth with his love. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love, to rescue their souls from death, to keep them alive in famine. Lord, let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. May your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in you. Lord, Let your mercy be on us as we place our trust in you. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Since in Jesus, the Son of God, we have the supreme high priest who has gone through to the highest heaven, we must never let go of the faith that we have professed. For it is not as if we had a high priest who was incapable of feeling our weaknesses with us. But we have one who has been tempted in every way that we are, though he is without sin. Let us be confident, then in approaching the throne of grace, that we shall have mercy from him, and find grace when we are in need of help. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The Son of Man came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for all. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, approached Jesus. Master, they said to him, We want you to do us a favour. He said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? They said to him, Allow us to sit, one at your right hand and the other at your left, 
in your glory. You do not know what you are asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup that I must drink? Or be baptized with the baptism with which I must be baptized? They replied, We can. Jesus said to them, The cup that I must drink, you shall drink. And the baptism with which I must be baptized, you shall be baptized. But as for seats at my right hand or my left, these are not mine to grant. They belong to those to whom they have been allotted. When the other ten heard this, they began to feel indignant with James and John. So Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that among the pagans their so-called rulers lord it over them, and their great men make their authority felt. This is not to happen among you. No. Anyone who wants to become great among you must be your servant. And anyone who wants to be first among you must be slave to all. For the Son of Man himself did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The first reading which we've heard today is taken from the book of the prophet Isaiah. And in this book, there are contained four songs, four poems about the servant of God who would lead the nations, but who would suffer tremendously for being the servant of God. We've all heard elements of these suffering servant poems. We hear them especially during Holy Week and on Good Friday. The Lord has opened my ear and I have not resisted. I've not turned away. I offered my back to those who struck me, my cheeks to those who tore at my beard. I've not turned my face away from insult and spittle. And in another of the suffering servant songs, without beauty, without majesty, we saw him. No looks to attract our eyes. He was despised and we took no account of him. And yet ours were the sufferings he bore, ours the sorrows he carried. Yet he was pierced through for our faults, crushed for our sins. On him lies a punishment that brings us peace, and through his wounds we are healed. They're beautiful texts. Uh, And the first reading today comes from the end of the fourth suffering servant song. The servant of God will offer his life in atonement. And because he offers his life in expiation, he will justify many, and he will see his descendants. There's no question that Jesus of Nazareth knew these songs of the suffering servant. There's no doubt that he knew this first reading intimately. The servant of God offers his life. The servant of God makes a gift of his own life. These great texts of the Jewish tradition describe the way that Jesus understands himself and his own mission as the servant of God. And so Jesus says, the son of man himself did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so from the earliest days of the church, the link between Jesus and the suffering servant songs in the book of the prophet Isaiah have been obvious. And that's why on Good Friday, every Good Friday, we read, Ours were the sufferings he bore, ours the sorrows he carried. He will offer his life in atonement, and by his suffering my servant 
shall justify many. And so it's from the cross that Jesus reveals himself as the true servant of God and the great servant of all of humanity. And so the disciples are right to call Jesus master, Lord, teacher, because indeed as the son of God, he is all these things. But his lordship is not one of domination and power, but of service. His kingdom isn't one of oppression, but of love. Jesus is teaching us his way. He's teaching us the way of God. And so we learn a deep and valuable lesson about who God is and what Christ has done for us. But this, it's an example for us. It describes how we are to be as Christians. Anyone who wants to be great among you, says Jesus, must be your servant. And anyone who wants to be first among you must be slave to all. It's a deep and profound lesson. Because if we are to be disciples of Christ, then we must be his followers. We must walk his way of love and service. This great way of Christ as the suffering servant, as the son of man who loves even to the point of death, is contrasted with the way of the world. And this is put on display perfectly by James and John. Now, the gospel translation that we've heard today is being very kind to James and John. (laughs) The question they asked here is, is given as, Master, we want you to do us a favour. A harmless enough request, not uncommon to hear something like that between Jesus and his disciples. But if we're to be sticklers about the translation, the question that James and John put to Jesus is this. Master, we want you to do for us whatever we ask you. What kind of favour is that? (laughs) Sounds like they're forgetting who they're talking to. This is hardly the attitude of a servant. Jesus, as the master, should be the one to say to James and John, Now lads, I want you to do whatever I ask you. Clearly, James and John haven't yet understood the way of Jesus, and they're still stuck in the way of the world. The way of the world is where we seek to dominate others to do what we want them to do. The way of the world is to cajole, to manipulate, to coerce, to blackmail and to force others to submit to our will. The way of the world seeks honours at the expense of others. And this is the dynamic that James and John are entering into. Master, we want you to do whatever we ask you to do. Now, what I love about this is how gentle Jesus is with the two brothers. He doesn't fly off the handle and bark at them. Just who do you think you are to give me orders? (laughs) No, he's patient. Knowing that his disciples still need a lot of patient instruction. So Jesus responds, Well, what is it? What is it you want me to do for you? And as you know, James and John, they ask for glory. Allow us to sit one at your right hand and the other at your left hand in your glory. Clearly, James and John haven't even come close to understanding the kind of king that Jesus is. They don't yet see that he is the servant of God, the suffering servant. And what we discover about Jesus, about this servant of God, is that his throne is not made of gold or precious stones, but his throne is made of rough, 
blood-stained wood. The cross is the place where Jesus' service is made manifest. And this is where we see through the eyes of faith that Jesus is most covered in glory. We thought he was cursed and despised, struck down. There was nothing to attract our eyes. But in truth, it's by his cross that our wounds are healed. But here are James and John unwittingly asking to be enthroned at his left and at his right. At this point, the gospel writer Mark is setting up a wonderful little irony because when the servant ascends his throne, we get this little throwaway line. And they crucified two bandits with him, one on his right and one on his left. James and John don't know what they're asking from Jesus, but they're about to learn a pretty serious lesson about honour and glory. Jesus says to them, you know that among the pagans, their so-called rulers lord it over them. And their great men make their authority felt. This is not to happen among you. True glory, says Jesus, is to be found in following him, in being the servant of God like him, and if necessary, being the suffering servant like him. The path of Christ is the path of self-giving love. Because he came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So what it means for us, I suppose, is that if we're to be true Christians, our lives are not guided by the principle of the path of least resistance. We're not guided by the maximization of pleasure or honour or power. We are guided by Christ along the path of service Because this is the only path that leads to true glory. To be enthroned at the right and the left of Jesus as he suffers his passion is to share his glory. Our service then doesn't just go to our friends or to the people who will be grateful for what we do for them. We don't serve in order to be seen, acknowledged and praised by others. We serve so that we may follow Jesus. We serve so that our love may be purified and perfected. Our motivation in serving is to do what the Son of Man does. Anyone who wants to become great among you must be your servant, and anyone who wants to be first among you must be slave to all. Why? Because the Son of Man himself did not come to be served but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.